The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to another edition of NBA Today, a hoop ball presentation. I'm your host Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter at Corbin NBA. This is a hoop ball presentation. So as always, make sure to check out the fine folks of Hoop Ball on Twitter at Hoop Ball Tweets online Hoop Ball.com. More on Hoop Ball in a moment. But we have some news, y'all. We have some news. We have some news. NBA is obviously back. Really going to start kicking off come draft time next Wednesday. And already, we have people who are demanding trades, players who are already available, a coaching hire, a lot to get into. So let's get to it. All right, so this isn't the first domino to have fallen over the last couple of days, but this is, in my mind, the biggest. Not just because on Twitter my name is Russell Westbrook Apologist, but, well, mostly because of that. Anyways, according to Sham Sharania of The Athletic and numerous other sources, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston which is crazy. Now, remember, Westbrook has three years and $132.6 million remaining on his deal. He's apparently expressed that sentiment to Houston officials. Uh, Westbrook has informed them that he's been uneasy about the team's accountability and culture, and he basically wants to join a team where he's in a similar position to what he was in Oklahoma City. The big floor general, the main guy playing through him, that kind of deal. Now, you know, Houston was an interesting year. It was rough for, rough for, rough, excuse me, for Westbrook, already battling injuries coming in. Resting, you know, second games of back-to-backs or at least one game of a back-to-back. Obviously had COVID and then was injured going into the postseason in the bubble. And that hampered his performance both in the first round late against the Rockets when he came in. And then also later against the Lakers in that five-game exit that the Rockets end up taking. So, obviously it was an issue there. Not sure about the accountability. Does that hint at something with James Harden? Is there other issues on the horizon? Is it more about the way that the coaching staff and everything was run with the the leadership of Tillman Fertitta and the you know parting of ways with first Dar- uh, first um, Mike D'Antoni and then Daryl Morey. Is there more to this that is making it what it is as far as an issue? I don't know. Um, and I'm sure some of that has to play a role, especially since you, there was a haul that was traded for Westbrook. I mean, it wasn't like this was some easy amount of, of, of things that were traded to make Westbrook and Harden reunite in Houston. Chris Paul, the 2024 first-round pick, the 2026 first-rounder, and pick swaps for both 2021 and 2025 went to OKC for Russell Westbrook. That is a lot. That is the Rockets' future right there. So the fact that Westbrook wants to go, I mean, it's not a great look for Houston just long-term because you won't even have the benefit of having that piece that you traded all of that for. You won't. Now, granted, OKC, um, you know, acquired uh, Chris Paul, and they won't have him either, uh, the way it's looking. We're going to get to that more in a minute. But basically, that's the issue that comes up now. Now, where does Westbrook go? I mean, there's probably no end of sources. Apparently, he's been interested in going to the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers. The Suns have probably expressed interest. I mean, teams that need a point guard, even with one with as uh, sketchy of a shooting stretch as Westbrook has had over the last couple of years, are obviously interested, even with that contract, which is ginormous. So... I don't know. I think there's more news to be kind of fleshed out on this. I don't feel comfortable just going into immediate um, jumping conclusions as to why it didn't work or why he wants out or whatever the case may be. But let's be real. The Rockets are kind of caught right now in, in, in a trap unless they move one or both of Westbrook and Harden, preferably both if they really want to make any drastic moves. This is what they will be for the next couple of years. There's no upside here. 
you know, no immediate draft capital. The players you have, you're locked into. Eric Gordon, you just have an extension. P.J. Tucker, you're talking about that. Robert Covington's there. Harden's there. You don't really have a big on the roster unless you count 38-year-old Tyson Chandler. So you kind of have a spot where you are where you are. And I don't know how Houston gets out of that. Now, is that also playing a role for Russell Westbrook? I doubt it because Russell doesn't seem to be the type of person to leave rough situations. Um... Just off his own pride, I guess. I don't know why, but I'm just saying it's not like he's someone to go, oh, the ship be sinking, time to go. That's not really him. So there has to be more behind the scenes. I guess we'll have to find out more. I would check out The Athletic, of course, Kelly Eco, um, buddy of mine. Uh, just check out Rocket Sources, who you know probably have more news developing. But that's a big domino to fall because that's another player who is going to be free in this trade market that is sure to be rather fruitful with the lack of cap space all around, a draft that no one is particularly excited in, and players that want to make moves in such a truncated offseason to contend come the regular season. So we'll have to see what happens there. But yes, Russell Westbrook apparently no longer wants to be a Rocket, and that is interesting and slightly troubling, especially for a Rockets fan like me. I, I do not want to see Westbrook go to the Knicks. I will tell you that right now. The Knicks or the Hawks. Also, the Hawks would be a god-awful fit alongside Trey Young. Oh, my goodness. I'd, I don't know. I feel like you have to have the roster in a certain way to fit around Russell Westbrook. I don't think that it's playing without a big on the floor. I think Russell's made that work with Stephen Abs and OKC. So what Houston did with Clint Capella, I don't think that's applicable to how you have to handle a, a roster around Westbrook. But obviously you have to do some sort of tinkering because Westbrook's a god-awful outside shooter. It just is what it is. So we'll see. Um, this actually just kind of broke like an hour or so ago and when I'm recording this. So I'm still in like semi-shock in terms of where he might go and what might happen. I don't have any ideas. Twitter is alive right now with the trades. So much so that uh, Trade NBA, the service, it went down. So congrats to y'all on that one. But um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens there. And um, I mean, there's really nothing else to go off of. It's just waiting and seeing. And with the way that news is moving so fast, you know, we'll probably hear more of it like by the time I'm done recording. So <laughs> stay tuned on that front. <laughs> all right, y'all. So we're going to talk Chris Paul. We're going to talk some Phoenix Suns. We're going to talk about all that. But real quick, real quick. We got to share something, y'all. Friends, it is hoop ball promo time. This is huge, huge week for everyone in hoop ball because all of our 2020-2021 NBA season products are finally for sale. That's right. Stick with us here because a lot to go over, so we're going to go right now. But we almost never, I mean never, I, I've done the show for over 60-something episodes now, push our hoop ball products. And this is the window during the year where we need to power the engine because that's what we need to do. We need to get it fired up. The season's about to start soon. Let's get to it. So here's what's out. First of all, we have the draft guide. This is our flagship. This is our shining beacon. The most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy, period. Our guys went 400 players deep again this year. But that's not all. You also get a future access pass to the Brewski 150. If you don't know that, you need to know. It's the fantasy draft list that's beaten every other list for 10 straight years. Count them. 10 straight years. And new for this year, Hoopball is unveiling our monthly membership plans. I'll try to keep this part as short as I can. We have the fantasy pass, which includes the draft guide, the Brewski 150, the also new DFS pass, and all of our in-season premium tools. The DFS pass is also available on its own, if that's your thing. We have the new wager pass for sports bettors who want picks and analysis, and we have the Hoopball 360. Now, that suck has all the stuff above, plus even earlier access to the Brewski 150. So how do you get all that good content that I just breezed through, but like also used all my breath? Head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopballfantasy on Twitter right now, N-O-W now, okay? hoop-ball.com again or hoopballfantasy on Twitter to get more information, to get yours and to get started, okay? Get the edge you need, level up with hoopball. Okay, so let's get on to the Phoenix Sun-sized elephant in the room. That was a horrible transition. <laughs> let's take a pause. That was horrific. 
Okay, we're good. Let's just talk about Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns. Um, according to ESPN sources, Phoenix Suns have had discussions about acquiring all-star point guard Chris Paul from the Oklahoma City Thunder. These talks have been ongoing, and of course, uh, apparently they've continued to gain traction. There's no deal that's eminent, but let's be real, a lot of stuff has already flown so far. Uh, Brian Windhorst of ESPN, who will break the story, went on the drive with Jody Oler on Fox Sports 9. 10 Phoenix and had this say about the trade, I quote, it's really the Suns and Chris Paul who have to work it out with each other. The Thunder have given Chris Paul permission to talk to the Suns. It normally will be tampering, but they've given him permission. I think it's over 50-50. I think there's momentum toward it. I think Chris Paul is interested in being a Phoenix Sun, and that is not a minor statement, end quote. So the fact that Chris Paul and his agent are talking to Phoenix is a sign that this is moving fairly forward. And let's be real, it makes a lot of sense on the court for Phoenix. CP3 and Devin Booker will be one of the better backcourts in the NBA, period. Both can play either on or off the court. I mean, on or off the court. <laughs> Both can play on or off the ball. And Chris Paul on defense can help Devin Booker much the same way that Rubio did. Let's not call Rubio a pushover here, but Chris Paul is lights out better as a closer, as a shooter, as someone who can create his own shot more readily. I would say, I don't even think it's that biggest stretch as someone who can create easier shots not only for Devin Booker but also for DeAndre Ayton and others as well on the team it's it's not even that hard to think about how a deal would work okay um the problem is probably off the court which is the money and ownership's willingness to pay remember Phoenix Suns owner is Robert Sarver who is a notorious uh, penny pincher Paul is two years 85.6 million left on his contract well the second year of that is a player option no doubt in my mind your mind your mama's mind he's gonna pick that one up right so OKC wants off that contract and they'll probably want some young players to help. Now, that's where things get, get interesting because for Phoenix, if they're sending equivalent value back as far as um, money to make it work to OKC, more than likely, Ricky Rubio has to go there. Not sure if Ricky Rubio is a perfect fit for Oklahoma City. Okay, actually, no, he's not a perfect fit for Oklahoma City. He's less of what Chris Paul was already as a veteran guard, age 30, so five years younger, but, you know, a little bit less of a player. It's not no shame in that, but it's also not a lie to say that, right? Who else does Phoenix toss in there with that? Kelly Oubre seems to be the next person. Ricky Rubio is making 17 mil next year. Kelly Oubre is making 14 mil. Put those two together. Those are prime candidates for a deal, right? Now, the issue is that Rubio, I mean, not Rubio, Oubre has been talked about to be moved in many deals. Going to the Warriors for number two. You know, going to Orlando for Aaron Gordon. You name it. And, and Oubre's been in a deal, hypothetically, to, to be traded to there. So I don't know why they want to get rid of a 24-year-old who is... Uh, one stepped up big for Phoenix while DeAndre Ayton was out in suspension. Was able to, he was their leading scorer multiple times, their leading rebounder. He made a perfect fit alongside Devin Booker. He would have been part of a tantalizing front court alongside Mikel Bridges and Cameron Johnson in the bubble had he not had that surgery that he was out for the duration of the season. So I, I don't understand that. But I mean, the Suns would still have to add salary with or without Ubre. So it wouldn't be hard to put either Ty Jerome with a just disappointing rookie year for Phoenix, Chuck Diallo, um, Elio Kobo, or Cameron Payne in that deal. But it's not also about making salaries match. It, you also have to make equal value for OKC because Chris Paul is still very good. Did we not see him last year? He led OKC to the fourth seed in the playoffs, the team that wasn't even supposed to make the playoffs. Fourth seed, made tons of clutch shots for them, has been surprisingly healthy, contrary to popular belief on NBA Twitter and around. He's been available for the majority of people of, of his team's respective games. He has. He's had some things missed, and some of them have been more high-profile than others, playoffs, things of that sort, but he's been mostly available. That being said, he is 35. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how he moves g going forward, but on OKC's end, 
you know, fine. We get off that contract. If we get Rubio, um, you know, he isn't exactly a great fit for us for a young rebuilding team. At the same time, he will probably help us to, let's just say it, tank more than Chris Paul did. You know what I mean? Because he's just not as good a player as Chris Paul. Raising the, the, the play of people around him, raising his own play. Rubio is a very, very solid point guard. But Chris Paul is the point god. It's, it's kind of different there, right? But you're also looking for some, uh, some pieces back. That 10th pick, maybe. Now, if I'm Phoenix, I would get rid of the 10th pick before I get rid of Rubé because the 10th pick in a middling draft, to me, isn't that big a deal where I know the value that Ubre can bring right now. You know what I mean? It's not comparative. Whereas for OKC, you get another young pick. You, I mean, another young pick. I was trying to say piece and pick at the same time, but let's be real. You get another young piece in that pick alongside a player in Rubio, and maybe you have to get rid of Ubre. Maybe you can get it with Cam Johnson or someone else of that ilk. Maybe a Ty Jerome, L.A. Ukobo. Maybe both. You know, you got to make the salaries match in a way. I understand that. But that's what I'm looking at for OKC. Because at the same time, yes, you want value back for a very good Chris Paul. But that contract, OKC does not want. So it's kind of a give and take there. For Phoenix, the pressure is on you because Devin Booker, he wants to win. You haven't made the playoffs since 2010. That'll be 11 years by next postseason. So you were very close this past year. You know, comparatively speaking, 8-0 in the bubble, we know how that went down. But that's what you have. So the pressure is on. If you want to keep Booker happy, he has to make the plus. He's five years in his career. Hasn't happened yet. Chris Paul more than likely gets you there. More than likely. And you still have pieces, and depending on what the trade is structured, maybe you can sign a good guy in, in free agency. Maybe that's a Gallo. Maybe that's a Jeremy Grant. That augments your front court. You already have that backcourt looking solid. You know, who knows where you go with, with Mikael Bridges and Cameron Payne, but they're a lock. And the deal can be done without breaking up that triumvirate between Booker, Bridges, and Aiton. So that stays. You add Chris Paul to that. Now, all of a sudden, you got a point guard who can spoon feed your big men buckets, can make plays easier for you on you know on the offensive and defensive end if you're Devin Booker someone who's worked with Monty Williams Monty Williams is the old coach back with the New Orleans Hornets so they have that chemistry there a vet in that in that locker room to, to, to kind of wisen up the team even more so than you had last year with Aaron Baines or the year before that with Jamal Crawford so there's real value in Chris Paul coming over the problem is that commitment to winning hoping that Chris Paul doesn't break down the next two years and knowing that hey you are moving forward with this this is what it's going to be and if you want to get rid of Oubre, I mean, more power to you. But I still think that he is a player that has some real value to this Phoenix Suns team. He's only 24. He fits in so many different ways. You could play him as a small ball five in select lineups. He's rangy. He can shoot the three. He has athleticism to the front court. Not the best defender, but he's solid enough. Not the best rebounder, but he does that well too at times. I just don't see why Phoenix is in such a mood uh, reportedly to trading Ubre. I don't understand it. Now, for Chris Paul, yeah, fine. I mean, if I absolutely have to, then I do it. If I absolutely have to, because Chris Paul is a clear upgrade. He is. And then you see where the chips fall after that. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now, whether OKC is interested in Ricky Rubio, you know, that remains to be seen. John Gambadoro. I'm going to quote these tweets here. He said, little monkey wrench here. Just heard that OKC does not want any multi-year contracts back, which, if true, would make this trade difficult. They have no real interest in either guy, Rubio or Oubre. Fluid situation. I'll do my best to let you know what I'm hearing. Second tweet. I would not expect the 10th pick in the draft to be a part of any trade for Chris Paul. Can't say never, but from what I'm hearing, Suns would be hard-pressed to give that up in this trade. Suns would use a lot of cap space and basically have to rely on exceptions to sign players. I mean, take John Gambadoro. Being in Phoenix, I'm in the Phoenix area. With a grain of salt in terms of Suns coverage, I think he's a little more hit and miss um, and more missing lately than hits. But, 
I mean, he's been a source for years concerning Phoenix, and he's had some good hits. He has some some contacts there. So just take that for what you will. However, I, I don't understand if OKC is looking for some giant balloon expiring contract. You were barely able to get Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. I don't see a lot of those that are going up, especially any that are coming off the books. You know what I mean? So that, that just seems like a, a little bit of posturing um, on Oklahoma City side. As far as the pick, I, I don't know. If they value that 10th pick so bad, Phoenix, then okay. But I don't know why you would when it's most certainly going to be a role player moving forward. I don't think you're getting a, a, a franchise talent in a, in a draft that is bereft of such talent outside of maybe the top three, depending on what you think of LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and James Wiseman. So it, it's weird to me. I don't think that should be the sticking point at all. I think Ubre should be the sticking point. The 10th pick, you want it, you got it. Fine. Knock yourself out with uh, Kira Lewis Jr. You know? Or, um, I don't know. I mean, if Devin Vassell's there, okay. But if you have the choice between Devin Vassell and Chris Paul when you already have Mikel Bridges and Cameron Johnson and Kelly Ubre currently on the roster, I think it's a little, little repetitive. You know? So I don't see the value in that if you're Phoenix. I mean, I guess you can have all the, all the wings. All the wings. <laughs> you know, it could be Phoenix Wingstop over there, but I, I don't see why you do that. Anyways... That's my thoughts on that. It remains to be seen what's going to happen. So much NBA news has just flown already. A uh, quick, I guess, scuttlebutt. <laughs> Such a funny word, but obviously uh, Drew Holiday is available. They're not exactly shopping him. He didn't ask for a trade, but the New Orleans Pelicans are seeing what could be had. Um, and we talked about this a little bit this past week with Garrett Bouguet covering the New Orleans Pelicans on where, you know, he could possibly go, whether that's to the Nets for a Cowis Avert or a Spencer Dinwiddie, or if the Nuggets have any interest or even the Timberwolves, I doubt it. I don't see the fit there, but that's a thing. Um, you know, the Rockets right now apparently doing a fire sale. It's so much going on in the NBA. The draft is just a few short days away. I'm going to have uh, another interesting show I was part of come out that you'll be able to listen to where we cover the draft with um, some really good guys that know the NBA draft. So that, that's fun. Expect that to come up soon. Definitely going to have another show. We're, we're coming back. We're rolling out daily coming up here because, uh, you know what, the NBA season starting to ramp up. So we'll get that done. We have some off-season previews coming up ahead. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of on the docket moving forward. Any news that's going to be breaking soon, you know, I'm going to try to be on as quick as possible. But make sure to check out Hoopball for that. As far as not only news in terms of NBA news, but we're talking everything from a fantasy perspective. Couldn't speak there. We're talking everything from a fantasy perspective as well. They have a plethora of NBA team podcasts that do coverage individually on each team. It's pretty simple there. You have the new draft products that are coming out, which again, I can only repeat just one more time for y'all. You have the draft guide. That's the flagship shiny beacon comprehensive draft guide. Then you have the Brewski 150, the draft list that has been every other list for 10 straight years. Then you have the monthly membership plans. If you're trying to get an edge in fantasy NBA, this is the place to do it, y'all. Make sure to do that, all right? And remember, hoop-ball.com for more information on that or follow Hoop Ball Fantasy on Twitter now. But that's just a little bit of catch up on where we are right now currently in terms of the NBA moving forward. It's only going to get crazier, folks. It's only going to get crazier. The draft is coming up. I expect at least three trades. You heard it here first. At least three trades going down on a draft night. I just feel it. One of them possibly being very major. So that's uh, something to look forward to. But yeah, until then, y'all, you know what? It's good. You know, it was a nice Wednesday. I was frosty today. I'm going to stay frosty. I hope y'all stay frosty. And I'll talk to y'all real soon. Hi, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.